Welcome to the Interesting Podcast, episode number 193. This episode is with one of my new favorite people, Alaya Mountjoy. He and I first met back in September at a party, and we kind of orbited each other for a few months, and now he's on the show. In this episode, we talk about him moving a lot as a kid, ancestry surprises, playing music in a band, training with the VO doctor, working on Borderlands 3, Devil May Cry 5, Days Gone, a bunch of other really cool projects, the importance of surrounding yourself with good people, and so much more. Alaya is as genuine as he is talented, and I am so excited for you all to get to know him. So, let's just jump right into it. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Interesting Podcast, number 193, with Alaya Mountjoy. Theme song time! trying to figure out exactly how zoom showed up and just murdered skype like out of nowhere because skype had been a thing for forever the pandemic hit and then zoom was like what if i did the same thing except you just came to me now and i was like i don't know i feel like something happened like behind the scenes like some mafia stuff you know <laughs> or uh, allow me to offer this uh, i don't know if i can explain it but i saw a similar thing happen with myspace and facebook Ooh, good point. You know, like they, and even before MySpace, there was Friendster. That's true. Oh, let's put our tinfoil hats on. Yeah, mine's already on, man. I got like, (laughs) I got a, I got a wall of them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. I think like techno, you know, something comes along, people go, Ooh, something shinier. I mean, like, why do I need, why is there an iPhone 14 or whatever we're on now? You know? Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, we have to have more. We have to have better. We have to like just have to keep trudging through the technological swamps to get to whatever other other side there is. We just have to continue to innovate. It seems to be a human thing. Yeah, and let's get rid of the headphone jack because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can make everybody buy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Our own proprietary cable system or whatever. I exactly. Mean, Can you imagine what it's going to be like in like five or 10 years from now? I think about that. And yeah. I mean, you just saw, uh, was it Europe just passed some law where you, you have, you can, uh, you have to use this, the USB-C now. Did you see oh, that? Oh, really? No. Oh, no. Yeah, even Apple, Apple has, even almighty Apple must bow a knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, usually I don't like you know, um, mommy, daddy governing forces sure. going in and, um, but you know what, this time I'm like, I'm kind of like, you know what, I kind of, I kind of like that because yeah, I have, I literally have crates of cables. Crates. Same, same. And half of them are just antiquated and will never be used again, but I can't, I just can't, I just can't throw them away. No, you need them. It's like when you have a good box, you can't throw away a good box. <laughs> no. You just can't. I get it. I'm the same. Because one, I might need that one day. Yeah, you never know. Or you know what my latest excuse is? If I have like a nice box that a nice thing came in, I'm like, well, if I move one day, 
I can put it back in the box and transport it safer as if I'm going to do that. Yeah, perfectly. Like a TV or some electronics or something. Yeah, exactly. For sure. There's definitely some mental illness here. Maybe I want to sell this thing. Maybe if I want to sell it, it probably has a better resale value if it has a box. You'd be like, oh, it's mint condition. You know, and... Dude, I'm writing that down. You just gave me another reason to not throw away. Uh, I'm sorry to enable your your already <laughs> troubled uh, box hoarding right. mentality. Don't apologize yeah. to me. Apologize to my wife, Alaya. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't have anything to say to that. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, like, no, I can't. No. Uh, how's your day going? Good. Yeah, man, it's been good. Um, last we talked, I think I was on my way back from Florida. Yeah, uh, you're my stomping I, grounds. Yeah, your stomping grounds, man. Visiting my uncle for the for the holidays. Cool. How was that? Well, um, as you will bloody well know, it was, oh. uh, <laughs> it was very, it was very humid. It was a very humid yeah. Christmas. Uh, although, you know, we did have that cold snap. And so it wasn't That's as true as when I was there over the, uh, June, my God. Yeah. You Great. caught us on our four days of winter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was cold, man. I got off the plane. I was expecting to get hit, you know, smacked with that, uh, that, that fog of war that yeah. is the, the humidity. But this time, no, it was so cold. It, you know, there was all these problems at the, in the uh, airports. Like I would get off, I got out um, at LAX and then I flew into Tampa. Oh yeah. And uh, man, there was a sea of suitcases just, you know, like from all, whatever, all the mess that happened with Southwest and mm-hmm. all the rest of them, they're just, there was literally a, an ocean of suitcases where I was like, oh, my God. And I flew on on, on Christmas Day because I don't really care. And my <laughs> uncle doesn't really care. And I got a better price. And I and I basically avoided all the mayhem. So, um, But still, there was a lot of, um, what do you call it, residual fallout with all the uh, suitcases everywhere. So I, I did. I That is another bullet that I dodged. Look at you. Pulling a matrix everywhere you go. I got you <laughs> I'll take it where I can get it because usually I usually I I'm the kind of person who has to eat a few bullets in order to learn my lesson. I feel you. Yeah, Slow learn. learner and I balance luck to top it off. Just mm. makes for well, better that, stories. You that's know? irony for you if you're, with your last name, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it's a cool name. Just yeah, f- just phonetically sounding. Brian Balance is like yeah, that's actually yeah. my name. Pretty yeah, cool. cool. Thanks, Definitely. mom. But also, every time I trip, every time I drop something, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm letting my whole bloodline down. Yeah, you know? not living up to the namesake, are you, Sonny? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Brian and his bow-legged feet walking around. It's like, I'm, it's, I'm trying, okay? I'm trying. <laughs> at least you got that. You know, for, for the rest of us who don't have a cool namesake to fall upon, it's just nothing but trips and stubbed toes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, actually, how often... I imagine a lot. How often are people misspelling your name? Oh, um, fairly often. More more often than that is mispronouncing mispronouncing it. Oh, it's sure. A weird one. It's a weird one. Um, I like it. It's different. Yeah, thanks. I like it. Different. Is it is different? It's not a usual one, which is why, which is why I think people aren't sure. I, it's you know, I get Ilya. Uh, sure. Ali, Allah, you know. Sure. And then you go, and I say, it's just, it's Elijah. And they go, oh, okay. It's like Elijah without the J. Right. Like, oh, you mean exactly how it looks. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they'll go, oh, is that Jewish? And I'm like, yeah, yep. 
It technically is a Hebrew name and origin, and I'm not Jewish at all. Right. <laughs> Big fan, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, um, I'm not even like, you know, Bob Bergen is Jewish. I'm not right. Even, I'm just Jewish I'm a, adjacent. I recently used adjacent <laughs> Gentile. Is, yes. Is, 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 Yes. I actually did a um I just did one of those uh twenty three and me things. Oh, hell yeah. What happened? So it's kind of an interesting story. I'll and I'll try, try to be brief because it's uh it it goes on for a minute, but this is how it goes. Okay. Okay, so my youngest brother was gonna go to um uh, work for an NGO in Africa. And I've got I have three brothers. We're all got boys, it. so it was just it was mayhem. <laughs> yeah. was Where are you in the order? I'm number one. I'm the first. Oh, one. wow. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I'm the smallest. <laughs> of course. I know the feeling. Yeah. Is that how it is with you? Yeah. I, I have I have a younger brother and he got bigger than me yeah. pretty early. So yeah. I had to learn to fight differently. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like mom's body figures out how to make babies better or something. Yeah. And times. Ridiculous. And then just we come the out tests. bigger, 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 bigger <laughs> better, and stronger. Yeah. We're the prototypes. Yep. We got to be smarter, Elia. Yes, you got to be smarter. <laughs> Especially my brother, uh, my brother Jay, who who is so much bigger than me. Yep, was so much bigger from the get go. I literally, you know, when uh, he was two and I was four, he was mm -hmm. he was beating me. Oh man! So what'd you do? It, well, as a firstborn, you you can't relinquish the throne. Of course. Um, but I I pretty much just had to because he would just literally roll over and crush me and I, and <laughs> I, just, I would like try to fight and then I would exhaust myself and then it would be over. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much how it's been all our lives, actually. Um, sure. But anyways. Anyways, anyways, you got me distracted, Elia. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 get ready. This is uh, yeah. I you've listened to, to at least one show. You know where this is going. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I've listened to lots of your shows, man. Oh, a lot. Stop They're it. great. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. So I was so honored when you asked me. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> you, man. Um, okay, so my brother's my youngest brother is going to Africa. Okay. So all the brothers decide. Okay, you know what? We're going to get tattoos to kind of commemorate this thing. We're all going to come together and nice ship off yeah and so what are we, what's what's going to be a tattoo what are we going to what are we all going to get because none of us had any and we're, we all vowed if we you know if and when it was going to need to be something you know worthy yeah really worthwhile something that Absolutely. we walk out of our bodies the rest of our life and mm -hmm. uh, so we decided to get a piece of our heritage that had tried to be had tried to have been um swept away okay we had a, this story comes from my mom we had uh native american blood Cool. My mom's mom, uh, my mom's mom, my grandma. She's from, she was from Holland. Uh, she's okay. Dutch, one hundred percent Dutch. So my mom's half. I'm a quarter. Sweet. And the saying was, if you're not Dutch, you're not much. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's you know, that sounds good until you kind of realize, um, my so my my mom's father, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather. He had um, pictures of his father that showed some indigenous features. Oh. You know, there was like high cheekbones and. Mm -hmm. um, not Dutch. Not Dutch. Got it. And so she um, destroyed documents and burned photos to kind of oh. clear that path. Jeez. So we decided um, we were going to get the um, Ojibwa Thunderbird. Because that's that was oh, our cool. heritage, the Ojibwa people of the Chippewa tribe, and um, 
and Love get it. that on our on our back. And okay, big or small? As big as my palm. Okay, we're talking like a shoulder oh, blade tattoo. Yeah, it's a shoulder okay. blade. Respect. And then we we also have um, Irish heritage and yeah. uh, French heritage. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So I look a lot more like my I, uh, my French ancestry. Mm-hmm. My brothers look more like um, the kind of the Irish Scotch Irish side. Got so it. We got like um, they got like a little Gaelic thing in the middle, and I got like a fleur de lis in mine. And okay, we're nice. honoring our ancestry, right? Sure. Fast forward to twenty three and Me. Spitting oh, the boy. Tip, it off, it comes back. What? What comes back? Right. hundred <laughs> percent white. <laughs> um, and even like not even a shred of Native American. And we were like, what? What? Yeah. Really? How? Was this a lie? <laughs> Did we get this? And then we're all like, what are we going to do with the tattoos? And we're just like, well, I guess, uh, you know, we can convert it into a pickle jar or something like that. <laughs> right. It's going to make something good. It's going to be something good. <laughs> Um, so we all have these tattoos now that um, really were supposed to have meant something. And now I'm not sure exactly what it represents, except for uh, a, a strong attempt at yeah. paying <laughs> in some way. I guess it's possible. So I've talked to some people who understand genealogy and yeah. and they're like, it's possible that they're like, your mom is the one who really needs to get the get um, tested. Right. Did we your brothers have- do it as well? Yeah, they did it, and it hasn't showed up on any. And nobody, <laughs> really? Huh. Were you nervous, like, waiting for the results? No, I was a 100 you were... <laughs> you know, I know I for a was... fact. Yeah, yeah. I got the tattoo. I, I told you, I've got my tinfoil hat on all the time. <laughs> I got, I was, and I also have always had a really strong affinity to Native American culture. And, uh, yeah. Like, as kids, everyone plays, um, Cowboys and Indians. I mm-hmm. always wanted to be the. I loved using Crayola markers on my face. Yeah. I loved fringe jackets with the like the frills. You know. Of course. Apples. Um. Oh man, I, I just loved um, reading um, books and looking at uh, pictures from. We had a, a, a natural history museum that had like that would show like plains um, where because um, I'm from Colorado where the indigenous mm-hmm. people of Colorado. Mesa Verde and that kind of thing. I just, I really resonated with that. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I've made it up in my mind, I guess, that that um, I had some blood flowing around in there, which may or may not be true. <laughs> you have some spiritual blood going on. I've got some ink on my yeah. blood. Now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, <clears throat> you roll with the punches, you know. That's right. That's right. And it's a good story. It's a brother's tattoo now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if nothing else, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. We were together and we were, you know, we were um, kind of sending off our youngest to go do his thing. So, um, so we'll always have that. Exactly. Yeah. I had a similar thing where mm. we grew up being told that we were always super Irish. Mm. It was like my grandmother on my mom's side had like bright orange hair. Most of the women all have orange hair. I have an orange beard. It's like, we are very Irish. Here's the lineage, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I took the, I did the ancestry one. I still want to do the the 23andMe one. Did the ancestry one. And I was like, oh, I wonder how Irish I am. This is going to be great. Let's figure it out. Took it uh, like 2% Irish, but 22% Scottish. Mm. So I was like, yeah. okay. And then I kind of looked into like how they do it. It's like this 
area is covered underneath these stats, you know? And mm-hmm. Northern Ireland was lumped into the Scottish. So I'm oh, still holding on to that thread. Interesting. Like, yeah, see, maybe, maybe. then you've got that, the way they divide it up and, you know, like the lines on the map aren't the same as the spread of the actual DNA. Exactly. Part of fact, we're all African, right? Right. I didn't and, have any African. I mean. And like, so <laughs> my mom took it and she is. Oh, oh Did yeah. You, she's like 2%. I was like, what? Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And the fact that DNA is all, you know, it's like you and your siblings don't have the same. Because you get 50 from your mom, 50 from your dad, that's but it's right. not the same 50. That's right. Yeah. So one that's looks like the crazy. other. That's when it gets crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. I want my brother to take it because I am like a clone of my father. Like I look exactly like him. Uh, and my brother looks like my mom. So okay. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder what the numbers are here. Yeah. Like, how much did you get from mom versus I got from our father kind of thing? You know, that's interesting. That's really interesting because, like, I was just telling you about my uncle who I spent Christmas with. Yeah. He and I are very genetically similar, much more than my biological parents, my brothers, anybody else in the family. Sure. My uncle Bruce and I, we look the same, we act the same, we walk the same, we peel a banana the same, we make the same joke at the same time. It's weird. That's it's cool. Weird. We have the same kind of interests for the most part, or at least the same process of thinking about it, you know? Sure. And um, he, he was he was telling me a lot of the um, this research that my aunt had done into our namesake, into Mountjoy. Cool. Which was, um, it was a regal name in, in uh, France, and um, then it was anglicized into, um, it was Marjoin. Oh, <laughs> was, look at you. French. Pinkies up. Exactly. Yeah. With, with white gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and then it went to England and Ireland and Scotland, but it turns out I'm also probably more Scottish than Irish. Sweet. And and we wouldn't and I wouldn't have been able to tell you that from my 23andMe, even though I hear that ancestry is is actually be- better in terms of that. I, I mean, I don't okay. know, just okay. right here, but um, yeah, it turns out I'm probably more more Scottish, more Scottish than I am Irish. I'm into it. But I mean, look, there. if either you were Scottish or Irish and you heard me say what I'm about to say, you'd probably <laughs> take a pitchfork to me. But, but there, the, the bloodline there is so close. It's Yeah, it's true. It's cultural differences, really. You know, like the, even, even the way they, they bicker over their whiskey. Uh-huh. Ours is with a, you know, a, an E or an H, and ours is, it isn't, and ours is the original, and ours is, you know, it's like. Oh, yeah. And we all just get along. I know, right? How about yeah, we share the drinks better. and have yeah. a good time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to find something to kill kill each other over, I guess. So exactly, ideally, I think. <laughs> That's definitely what history tells us, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, I know you're from Colorado. I also know you moved around a bunch. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um, How many lot. different schools did you go to? Oh man, um, I don't know if I've ever sat and counted it up but um at least 10 schools Ooh. by the time i was in high, high school good lord yeah and it now why that. <clears throat> well it's an, i don't know it's an interesting story my father was That's what i'm here for <laughs> yeah, yeah well there you go <laughs> i'm gonna tell any kind of stories like this this is the place i guess yeah <laughs> my father was always doing something um, at first it was, um, this job, then it was a different job. Then it was another job. Mm-hmm. We moved to, um, 
Um, I was born in Denver, but then we moved to Boulder because he had a job with um, Pacific Bell, which is just kind of a, um, it, back in the day, it was like a telephone company. Mm-hmm. Then he decided he wanted to go and um, get a master's in, um, from the School of Mines in Golden, Colorado and go go open up a gold mine. <laughs> Why not? Which took us to um, Montana, which is where my youngest brother was born. Cool. And um, and then we went back and forth there a time or two. So I was and I was in different schools each time we went. We ba- we ping ponged back. So that was over the span of like two, a year and a half or two years. So there was a um, and this is by the time I'm in second and third grade. Sure. So there's already probably f- f- five, six schools, including preschool, I guess. And um, and then he never found the gold. Ah. Uh. Had to sell the mine and to a group of people that did find the gold. Oh, no. And so that's the way the cookie crumbles or the uh, the nugget crumbles is, I guess, more appropriate. Oh, no. And he decided that we he was going to move the family to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. That's different. So it was very, I mean, it was pretty different. It could have been Brussels uh, or I don't know. That's true. Know, <laughs> at least they spoke English predominantly, you know. It is very close. But it was Washington. Yeah, exactly. And it was very multicultural. So it was like I met people. There were girls named Yoda. What? That's cool. (laughs) Because it's a very, um, a very Greek, common Greek name. And there's a lot of Greek people in the area that um, we were in. Interesting. uh, Yeah. This girl's name was Yoda. It's like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. Um, but I also met my first little Japanese friend. His name was Tatsuya, and he introduced great me. Great name. Um, great name. I think it means dragon. Um, <laughs> Even cooler. So cool. And he introduced me to sushi. His mom would make him um, these, like, hand-rolled omasubi, which is oh, like yeah. a kind of sushi thing. And um, and I had my, you know, He-Man lunchbox with my peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwich or whatever I had. The sure. Whatever the American thing is. <laughs> yeah. And he looked at mine and I looked at his and, and we're like, you want to switch? And so, <laughs> so and, and uh, inside, it wasn't like raw fish or anything inside. He had, it was scrambled eggs. So it was. Oh, cool. It was tame enough for my fourth grade mind. Right. We were the new kids. Like nobody, you know, we were the new kids and, I'm, and I was tall. And so if there's, you know, if there's any one thing different the kids are coming after you <laughs> oh just, yes it doesn't even take one thing but if you've got one thing different being the new kid is one thing and then mm-hmm. and tall. so oh, there yeah was a lot of, there was a lot of negative attention relatable yeah i was very small okay the, op- so, the opposite end yeah whatever it is it's different yep and at that age different it, being different is not good Oof, nope or being individual should we say also know, true yeah but but what it did provide for me was grounds to learn how to be um engaging and uh, i mean some some people and to a degree i did this we kind of kind of ball up and just kind of protect your vital organs and try Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to take it too many social punches yeah i definitely did i definitely did but there was also a part of me that um figured hey if i can make people laugh Uh uh-huh i can um come up with a cool idea or saying or um, something like that, I'll be accepted. Right. So I think that might have kind of been the the um, birthing grounds for um, 
you know, I don't think I'm exactly extroverted, but I'm definitely not perfectly introverted. I'm mm -hmm. somewhere on the scale. Ditto. That sort of, what is it? Introverted, extrovert, extroverted, introvert, whatever it is. Is that a thing? I think so. It's yeah. got to be because that's what we are. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'll put, I'll put my friend. Because I, I never, I really, you know, identified one side or the other in the, in the you know, the binary. You're mm -hmm. either this or that. Um, but but ha being new, it d it definitely made me um, have to be like, you know, you're going to have to look, get used to talking to strangers. Yeah. Um, and moving around a lot also, I mean, what that really does, especially for a young mind, anybody's mind, whenever you move in at any time, but I think especially when you're young, is you take away your friends, your surroundings, your familiar surroundings. You know, I know how to get to the movie theater. I can get to the mall. I can get to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, you take away, you know, all those things and then you go, okay, who are you? You take away kind of your culture. Yeah. I'm, I'm American. Um, who are you? Why are you like the way that you are? Yeah. If you take away all this extraneous stuff, it it kind of um, galvanizes who you are in in essence. And mm -hmm. uh, that happened early on, so it, it was it was not fun, but it it hugely uh, contributed to you know how I developed as an individual and as a ultimately a, a, a birthing artist. That's kind of how I found what I liked. Sure. Because in the absence of having things that you don't know, you have to just start start somewhere. Yeah, you gotta try something. And and then fail at that and suck at that and hate that and this is okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, put the feelings like, out a little bit. Yeah, most most of it is just back to our uh, allegory of just tripping mm -hmm. and stubbing. Most of it's that. Most of it's oh fuck! I just I hit the same crack again until you learn. Okay, I'm gonna step over that. Right. Yeah. I only and, have two ankles. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> get my toenails and. Yeah. <laughs> and like get a little bit further down to where I go, oh, oh, you know what? I kind of like this. Um, yeah. Cause there were lots of times where I would, I got lost. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, the thing that I, I liked most, I think of the, the art form I, 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 I knew I liked the most was music. That's that really gripped me. Sure. And I showed a lot of aptitude for it. I was gonna say, did that start young? If, yeah, it did. I mean, I can remember sitting in my grandparents' Cadillac Nice. My parents, yeah, like the old school boat. Yeah. Monster Cadillac and uh, Chariots of Fire came on. Oh, dude. You know, the ch -ch 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 in the pianos. Dun, 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 dun. And I, and I was like arrested. In yeah. <laughs> what? What is this? I couldn't believe how amazing it was. I couldn't believe it. I could just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You know, I could not yeah. believe it. It moved so well, and each thing built. I just could not believe it. And so my parents are not artistic at all. Sure. <laughs> and I, um, I'm, I'm probably nothing but artistic. I mean, I could, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. sciences. I was horrible at reading, horrible at school, horrible. Yep. It was so painful. Um, but but music was really evident, and my 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 father's mother. My uncle Bruce's mother, um, she was wonderful with music. She played the piano. She showed me how to play some things. Oh, she was a sweet Adeline, which um, she's from Paris, Texas. So they had it was like a acapella barber barber shop quartet kind of thing. Oh, right on. And she sang like a bird, you know. And um, 
she really fostered that kind of, you're good at, at this and it's a worthy endeavor. Yeah. Do it. Because that was not coming from my parents. Sure. <laughs> you know? Left brain, right brain. I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, back to Canada, when we'd moved there, I was, I was in fourth grade and my, my, um, my grandma would, um, was paying for my piano lessons. Oh, I remember, I remember the, my piano teacher was like, okay, so what kind of music do you like? And I was like, oh, I like pop. Yeah. <laughs> that, Classic. You know, I don't know. I didn't even, I had no idea what that was. I just think that, I just think I, that was the only thing I probably knew what to say. I knew I liked Michael Jackson, you know. Classic. Uh, which I mean, he's the king of pop. So yep. <laughs> checks out. Was, yeah, I just that's all I knew. So he was he. Um, oh, and I also loved um, Axel F. Ooh, good one. Oh, I was like, whoa, whoa this is so cool. <laughs> I loved, it. and I wanted to learn how to play that. Um, but I got lost walking home because I was in a new city. Uh -huh. everywhere and um i got lost oh and um i got so lost I, and the sun was beginning to set i was like okay this is uh this is not gonna pan out right <laughs> this is not good if i just keep walking this way uh the chances of me just kind of arriving at home <laughs> are next to none that's not how roads work <laughs> yeah i mean i knew that much <laughs> And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to just knock on somebody's door. Um, knocked on these, just knocked on a door. Just was like, okay, this is the door. And yep. this really nice lady and her daughter answered the door. And I'm just this little kid. And they're like, well, what, what's wrong? And I was like, uh, can I, can I use your telephone? Cause, um, I'm lost. And they're like, oh, sure. Come on in. Take me inside. Call my dad. Dad, I'm, I'm really lost. Uh, can you come pick me up? And he's like, no, uh, no, but I'll give you directions on how to get home. <laughs> I was crushed. <laughs> I, was crushed. <laughs> I was devastated. Um, I was like, just, could you just pick, could you just come pick me up? And he's like, no, 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 it's easy. Look, just go out, turn right. When you get to this, turn left and then turn left. And then you're, then you're there. So, um, you're like, did you not anyway, hear the lost part, dad? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Needless to say, um, those, those lessons didn't last very long because I was like, no, no, I know. Like, I don't want, like, I just didn't want to get lost again, you know? And, sure. I, and I started losing my confidence. Sure. I was in a new place and a, and a new setting and trying to do new things just hard enough as it is, but it was just, it was too much. I was just, yeah. tr just trying to survive at school. And there was a lot of bullying at that particular school for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. I later like had contact with, um, a girl that I went to school with and she told me like the girls were relentless there. She had to move schools and I was like, okay, so it's not just, Oof. it wasn't just my imagination, you know? Right. You went to the elementary fight club. Yeah. Kind of in a lot, in a lot yes. of ways. And I'm breaking the first two rules of that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's about time somebody did, you know, yeah, it's been long enough. I can break. <laughs> no. And funny enough, as I think about it, I went to my, all the different classes that I had, they were really tough kids. Um, you know, we, we moved back to the States and, um, I went to a private Christian school for a period of time and then it closed down and I went into, um, a public school and then from there to high school. And I just, you know what, maybe there be 12 or 14 schools I went to when I'm Ooh, thinking about it. Goodness gracious. With a lot of different schools. And I was always the new kid. 
I was always the weird kid, always the one who kind of had to um, reestablish themselves. Mm -hmm. So I learned a certain amount of like how to kind of keep low, but also how not to take any shit and yeah. survive, you know. And I, and I, but I, I am really lucky to have made some, some cool friends along the way that helped make it um, as good as it could have been, you know, without that, um, just like life, without good friends and good people around you, it's what it's about, Ooh, you know? That's a fact. That's what it's about. Absolutely. We need each other. Yeah. To bear witness and to um, share in the experience. It just makes, it makes life um, worth living, you know? Totally. So if your grandma's playing piano, did you start with piano and then was like, hey, try singing? And then you tried singing and then guitar? What's the order in these things? Um, yeah, uh, it was it was piano. And it, so I I mean, I got keyboards and stuff and would just tinker around and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And um and I would, and when we, when I was young, when we moved back from Canada, then, then I would move back into this cul-de-sac of like-minded kids. And this was very, uh, this was the fertile grounds for my, um, real development because they were, they were also interested in the arts. Right. So when you made friends. I, yeah. Like, like-minded friends. Mm -hmm. We were hopeless nerds. There was no <laughs> girl in the picture. There was none. You don't need them. Except for my friend's sister, and she, we, we didn't want her around anyways because she was <laughs> young and knowing brat. She grew up to be, you know, beautiful and and everything like that. But we, at the time, we just we were we were into role playing games and we were into um, like uh, adventures, giving each other adventures and drawing comic books and making songs and yeah, living the life. That was the life, man. We and we got started making little movies out of that. But to answer yeah. your question, that's where um, the keyboard definitely started mm -hmm. we made music we made little radio radio time old old timey radio things right <laughs> and, um, but then came then my youngest brother started playing the guitar and the guitar always confused me the piano is linear and it's right but the guitar i was like hey i, I, I can't get my head around that mm -hmm. when my youngest brother started playing i was like what <laughs> Hold if on, my head just it, straightened out. If he, yeah, now I, oh, now if he can do it, I can do it. Um, I get it. So that's how it started for the guitar, and then I and I found oh, I actually I really like this, and just learning basic chords and stuff to be able to strum. Sure, but I always wanted to sing. I always did. I remember whenever we went into like a a garage, parking garage, big you know those big concrete parking garages. Oh yeah, it's lots of echo. Woo. You know, I oh, like, yeah. The acoustics. Like, echo, echo, echo. Yeah. I loved that. It was inspiring to me. It made me want to do a note and then do a, a note that would accompany that note and one that would complement that one. and Get them harmonies. Yeah, harmonies and or even just a strong melody I would have accepted. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Take what I can get. But I guess it was um, my mom said well before I could remember when I was in a car seat in the back and like an ambulance or a siren would go by and I would be in the back going, you know, yeah, emulating that or echoing that. So I think there was always some kind of a auditory thing going on. Um, just, the, just neurologically, just the way I was wired. Sure. Cause it surely wasn't doing pie charts and timetables. Right. That never, that was never my strong skill to this day. Relatable. Yeah. But I, but yeah, it, it, they, because music was so, um, it was so vital for me. Yeah. So early on, it was always an interest and it, well, ultimately, you know, that's what kind of got me into, into voiceover, really. It makes sense. Musicality. You're using your voice. Yeah. I got to say though, I'm curious as to how Main Chain came to be. 
<laughs> I gotta know. Oh, good for you for digging up main chain. <laughs> oh, dude, I've seen music videos. I've, I've listened. Yeah, I, man. I get deep, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you've got this reputation, and I kind of knew that there were going to be some left hooks coming. Um, but this is a good one. It's a liver shot. Uh, that, so I told you when we moved back, I was um, we moved back to a, a cul-de-sac full of um, friends of like-minded interests. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them, who I'm still great friends with to this day, he also loved music. Cool. And so we'd be like, hey, why don't you come over to my house and um, we'll eat chips and salsa and we'll either make, draw a comic book or um, we'll play video games or we'll make a song. That sounds amazing. It was really cool, man. And he had a keyboard, a shitty little Casio, and I had a shitty little Yamaha. Love it. And um, this was back with, in cassette recorder days so we you know hit play record and yeah. the same <laughs> open air recording and we made these songs man and um he, he we became best friends we played on the same soccer team we went to you know we just hung out all the time cool and we we um started this thing where you would just call you'd call your friend um the first name that came to mind mm-hmm. it's kind of an improv based free association and Main Chain was one of the early ones. So we would call each other Main Chain because it was like my main man. My main yeah. friend. My guy. Main Chain. I like it. My Main Chain. Yeah. My Main Chain. Yeah. What's up, so what's up, Chaining? That was, <laughs> that was, that was a, a frequent one. So by the time I had moved to Los Angeles, a mutual friend was like, hey, did you know that Dan is here? I was like, oh, what? Because we drifted apart because there was a big accident, mm. a big accident involving my brother, Jay, who I was mentioning earlier, who was much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a core group, a group of friends that it was like stand by me kind of. Sure. We went everywhere. We did everything. And we were playing around on these cars one time doing kind of stunt work for like a movie. Oh, you'll drive next to, this is right when we got our, our licenses, you know, so we were mm-hmm. stupid and foolish. <laughs> as you do. As we did. Anyways, long story short, my brother Jay fell off the car Ooh. and got really hurt. Oh, no. Almost dead. Yikes. He hit his head and um, had a sub subdural hematoma and they had the midnight emergency and sew him back together or he would have or he would have died and that was really bad and really traumatic and it broke our little band of friends apart mm, sure it was just too much to handle right then families were suing each other and we had to do depositions and oh my god the oh, whole thing yeah yeah and so it broke all our little ba- our, our little tight ring of friends apart and so when I when I got got to Los Angeles, um, and there was and my friend who we had merged our friendship by this point. Hey, Dan's Dan's in town. So I was like, Hey, man, let's meet up. And so we we met up at um, this Thai place on Sunset Toy Thai. It was called. And, nice. Uh, it was a cool place. Kind of like a post apocalyptic. Yeah. War zone Thai place. It was perfect. <laughs> and um, he just was like, Hey, man, you know. Uh, I just want to apologize to you. You and I was like, no, no, man, no, you did, no, you, did, you did the right thing. And you know, we just we patched things up. Cool. And we're like, you know, um, you know, remember those songs we used to make? Yeah, they, I still have a cassette tape of that. Oh, really, man? It would, like, we should get together and just listen to it. Yeah. So we got together. We sparked up a J. We <laughs> played of course. our, we played our tunes, and we were like, dude. I mean, I know we were like thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> good man 
There's it's something really here. Great. Yeah, there's a really great songs. We have this one called Ma- The Mastery of Life. Classic 13-year-old tune. Classic 13-year-old. <laughs> what the fuck do we know about life or the mastery of it? But that was, that was it, you know? <laughs> the mastery of life is very complicated. I've known this ever since we dated. <laughs> I love you, you love me, and together we will be. Something like that, you know? Honestly, no lies detected. Everything yeah. you're saying is true. Yeah, it, yeah, it it checks out, you know. Twenty years later, yeah, okay, yeah, we're onto something. Um, so we were like, man, let's just do, let's just do a jam for old times' sakes, because that's what we used to do. We do we do a jam, sure. And it was purely improvisationally based. You'd set up a bunch of things. I'd say, and by this time, now I played the guitar. Now I could yeah. sing. And I couldn't really do either very well. <laughs> but you had the sideburns to where people thought you could. I, I had some sideburns by then. Yeah, man. I had like some sideburns, which gave me a little street cred. Yeah. <laughs> the, and a whole lot of moxie and mojo. And yeah. I, I mean, but it was, it, it was, um, it was at a time when we uh, wasn't, how do you, how do I put this? It wasn't a, like a well-refined, um, uh, self-aware, uh, world-weary Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we've been kicked in the nuts enough times to know um you'd have some humility um you can't just you can't be the life of the party by just singing louder <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a and there's something really um elemental about being able to just carry a tune and mm-hmm. and sing from your, your heart and and not try to prove and sure shove and push and you know just like let it cut, let, let express yourself, express yourself. Don't try to, um, tee off, you know, really yeah. crank it out. <laughs> cut off the um, desperation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. And, and just be vulnerable, be available to let the muse arrive and move through you. Um, yeah. Play you music. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we did, we did do that. And we got a couple of, we had a couple of cool songs and we played and then we played the sunset strip and we, and we cut an LP and we went to, um, we went to EDC or, um, uh, a winter music conference down there in Miami. Dude. Um, yeah, we had DJs playing our shit and blah, blah. Dude. I recognized a music video was shot over there in Miami, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That's right, man. That's uh-huh. right. I was like, good, I know these good beaches. Eyes. Good eyes. <laughs> that's a funny, that's a funny thing. Cause, um, that's it was a song called Holiest Day. And we were just, um, all the lyrics were just, are just kind of spontaneously made up. Like I was saying, there's free association. And so yeah, South Beach, I got a creep. <laughs> a ridiculous line. <laughs> But uh, but it came out, and we realized the irony when we were there. We're like, oh, look, we kind of came full circle. Like you, you said some ridiculous shit. We've made a song out of it, and here we are um, in South Beach trying to creep. Yeah, their <laughs> music um, pushed. So, but um, there was. It's so hard to make money in music, mm-hmm. and the pressures are so strong. We were being scouted by Warner Brothers and. Um, some other labels. Cool. But the pressures were like, we were, I mean, I was working um, a side hustle. He was working a side hustle and staying up all night. I mean, we watched the sun come up way more times than it's <laughs> five times is too healthy, but it was at least a, a hundred times that over the course of years, just yeah, yeah, all night. And then sneaking up here and there and just always kind of be at like half mojo because we were so underslept and didn't really even realize how, what, what, you know, 
havoc we were probably really wreaking on our um, brains. Oh, yeah. I know the feeling. But, um, <laughs> yes, if you're an artist, you, somehow you have to. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Only so many hours in a day. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. You want to get something done. You got to start yep. to burn the midnight oil without burning your eyebrows off. Mm-hmm. And um, then you paint the eyebrows on when they do come off. <laughs> just paint them on. There you go. <laughs> you do it another way. They tattoo uh, them now. <laughs> oh, that sounds painful, but um, you probably How bad do you want it, Aliyah? <laughs> <laughs> While you're doing it, just you know, pull my pull my fingernails out. You know? Yeah, I, I got 10 of them. I don't need them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to clip, spend all this wasted time clipping them. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but as bands do, the band broke up. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Now what do I do? Because right. I also had a, I had a real interest in in acting right before then. I came to Los Angeles for acting. Oh, cool! Different. Yeah, <laughs> it's so unique, right? <laughs> uh, one in a trillion. But I I mean I I moved to San to San Francisco for five years. Yes. I followed a girl there. Classic. Yep. You're not supposed to do that in San Francisco. You <laughs> fall in love in San Francisco. You don't go there. It it ended badly, shall we say? But it was you know more breeding ground to try and redefine and um figure mm-hmm. out um who i was what i wanted to do and why i wanted to do it sure so i started i started studying stanislavski there had a friend who introduced me to nice um, bill bennett philip bennett was a student of sonia moore who was a student of um, of uh stanislavski uh-huh kind of a direct lineage there sure stanislavski had this thing called the magic if which is what you know if it's it's a, it's a tool if you're having a hard time landing, how do you feel about this? The magic gift is what would you do if you were in this situation? What would you do? Let's just start there. Oh, well, if this person was coming at me and they were saying these things to me and I was in this circumstance, uh, I, I would I would say this. I'd say it like this. Okay, good. Now, now this character, remember, it has this background and this and this just happened to you right before this scene. Now, how would you, you know, and you can layer it on like that and get, but it was a, it was meant to be a tool, like a, an, in your bat belt, like a, right. A starting point. Yeah. Something that some, cause if you're not feeling the inspiration on any given night, how can you give an inspired performance? Right. And so technique was, um, was what he was trying to, what he was interested in developing. Mm-hmm. So I learned some, uh, actually really great stuff a lot of it was improv based cool dudes um and improv t- turned out to be just maybe the most important tool for me personally in terms of you know trusting yourself and sure yes and yeah mm-hmm. and and being able to be free in the moment and not um like the, the worst look on on somebody is when you're worried about how you're going to look and and mm-hmm. sound and um that's the worst look and i had a bad i had a bad fever of that i had a bad case of that Mm. probably from going now that we're talking about it like this through all these different schools i gotta i gotta come off right or i'm gonna get buried at this place sure survival minded as opposed to creative minded yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good way to put that yeah so you're you're studying stanislavski as you're remodeling a building (laughs) oh no okay so um so okay so that flash forward um that was all in San Francisco where we were studying Stanislavski. Then I did, you know, theater there and mm-hmm. we studied Shakespeare there. And um, so I got a, I got a good dose of the classics. Great. Chekhov in San Francisco. In San Francisco, where okay. theater is a little more, um, you know, rife, a little more sure. quality there. But I mean, you're still not making any money at it. <laughs> right. 
it's a little bit there's at least it's a little more valued mm -hmm. so by the time i came to los angeles um because in colorado i had previously done some re, um, remodeling work okay so um a client that i had worked with was like hey i'm i'm thinking about buying a building in hollywood oh this was in la this was in LA. Would you would you like to remodel this building like we did in Colorado? And I was like, you know what? This might be because I was working as a bartender at the time. Right. And, uh, it it can be a great gig and it will eat your soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So I was ready for like I was ready for a change. I was ready to like try to get more on a day schedule because we were doing all nights anyways. God, and I was mm. so tired. I was so burnt. I was so fried. Yeah, I bet. And this was kind of right at the end of main chain anyways, a little bit, a little, a little ways into it anyways. And mm -hmm. um, so it just was a great departure for me to kind of, I love working with my hands. I love building stuff. Cool. But I mean, the code, I had to, there, everything had to be code because it's California and. Um, right. Oh God, it was, I didn't, I had no idea the nightmare. Ooh. I had no idea how hard it was going to be. And, and, um, it was going to take everything, all my time, all my energy. And, um, that's when I, that's when, like when the band broke up, that's when it's like, well, what am I, what am I going to do then? Sure. I'm here doing this. I don't want to do this. I know I don't, I know I want to, um, be an artist. I knew I, at the very least, I wanted to be a storyteller it, when everything was reduced. Yeah. My lowest common denominator, my bare element. I knew in my heart that I was a raconteur. Yeah. I wanted to tell a story, whether it was music or paint or, or acting or weaving, if I could do it. Sure. You know? <laughs> I, I just wanted to communicate um, a story. Yeah. So, and, and, and I knew that because every time I had a spare second, I, my mind would wander off into, um, you know, if I was watching a show, oh, I, I, I might have made a different choice there or here, sure. I think the melody might have been better if it went up there instead of down. So I was just always, that's where my mind, that's where my mind and my heart were. I was always there. Yeah. So I was like, how can I get back? How can I get back there? How can I get to that? And I um, knew a friend who did, who did VO. Ah, classic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, I was so green. I didn't even, I had no idea that there were different, you know, genres and subgenres, you know? Sure. It was, um, she did VO. So I said, where, where did you go? Where, who'd you study with? And she told me, I went to the, um, I went to the voiceover doctor, Bill Holmes. Nice. Yeah. Bill Holmes. It turns out what she did was what they call imaging, radio imaging. Oh. And, uh, you know, KQR1, 1015, the, the fire. Sure. Oh, the rock, 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 rock. So that's, I didn't, that's not necessarily what I wanted to get into. Sure. You know, I, I wanted to do, uh, I knew I wanted to do video games. Um, I knew I wanted to do uh, something creative. I wanted to embody a character. I wanted to, I wanted to be an artist, damn it. You know? Right. Yeah. I want uh, to make art. Yes. I want to make art. <laughs> High art. Highfalutin art. Yes. <laughs> and this uh, is so, but the doctor was like, no, no. If you're going to get started in, in voiceover, you need to learn commercial because one that's you're just being who you are mm -hmm. it's how you're probably going to make most of your money as a living you want to be an artist mm -hmm. and two this is how you this is how you cut your teeth this is where the green people cut their teeth cool so i was like oh okay 
okay, okay. So he put some, you know, copy in front of me, and and I'm pretty sure I gave a read that was uh, something a lot like this. (laughs) (laughs) So perfect out the gate is what you're saying. Yeah, right out the gate. You know, put his hand on his face and was like, oh, here we go. Here's another one. And uh, he wasn't wrong. I I sucked at it, man. It was not not natural. Well, some sure. People, some people I have seen some people just come in there, just like yeah, and it's like okay, but you know, <laughs> then they need a little help when it, when when you're like okay, now you're in a battle arena and right, coming at you with a scythe that's has an electro vibe blade and you know. Right. I, the energy. I was. I had the opposite because I was always pushing too hard, too hard. Sure. So it really helped me to um, you know, um, calm down. Relax, yeah. <laughs> a, you know, a centered, grounded read. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me years. It took me years to do that. Yeah. Just that. Like I, I even um, he let me um. I guess it's been long enough that um, he wouldn't mind me saying now because he probably would never do this for anyone ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but he let me sleep there. So I was like, I was going, oh, I was going through a breakup and I was, um, th- so after, to, to finish the story about the remodeling, that um, that was right at the end when the market was dropping um, and the, like, basically we we had to sell that for a loss it was it wasn't bankruptcy but it was the next closest thing to it sure so it was failure and i realized i i damn it if i have you know one breath left in me i am going to i'm going to pursue being an artist until the end i i'm not going to settle for well i went out there and i kicked the can down the road a good long ways and up this wind's changed in a certain way and that's just how it was guess i'll head on back to the ranch right like i will die on the streets yeah you know like all great artists (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) yes um so I was like, if in order to do that, I got to go back to work at the bar. I go work back at the bar. I knew what that meant. I knew that, but I was like, but but then I was like, listen, dude, take a new approach to this. You get to do that. You get to do it. Like, yeah, you, you're not living in a you know wartime. You're not living in a part of the world that doesn't have the economy to support this. You're not living in a different age where there just was no microphone. You know, right? You get to do this, man. You get to do it. You get your moonshot. Go for it yeah that changed that changed everything for me it gave just that slight attitude change gave me the i don't know kind of the moxie to to be like okay okay i can do this and i I, and i'm willing to put in the hard work and i'm willing to figure this out you know and uh yeah the doctor was really he's very hard he's very he's very hard (laughs) he'll tell you he'll tell you like it is and it won't sugarcoat it but you know but that's how you, that's how you grow. That's how you, that's how you learn. Yeah. I guess he's not, he's not like, okay, that's pretty good. Now it's like, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's I, I want you to do this and this. Um, but he let me stay at the studio. That's cool. Sleep there. Cause I needed a place to live for a little mm-hmm. while. And I knew that I needed to get comfortable in the booth. Right. I needed to um, just like relax. And, right. And not be all tight and tense and like oh, I've got to perform now. It's like, right, come into your own. Yeah, you got you got to just you got to just speak your truth now. Now you got to just tell it like it is. You know. Yeah. So I would sleep. I would I would um, stay up into the night once again. 
As you do. As I've always done. And um, I would um, just recopy, just go copy and recopy and recopy and, re and go back and listen and go, mm, how did I, could that, what could I, you know, what could that be better? Can I, okay, can I identify what needed to be better? Can I now remember that and go in there and do it and keep everything else the same? And then would do that till I just kind of collapsed and would sleep. And yeah. Sleep. <laughs> And then wake up and people would be coming in at seven o'clock in the morning after I've been asleep for a few hours and then be like, they're ready to do their recording. And I'd wake up and I'd like, I got to sit in on their um, audition sessions and just kind of learn. Yeah. Um, and by osmosis, like, this is what this is. This is how, this is how this goes. It was a, it was a rough time, but I got the, I, I got to do it. I had the fortune. I had the great fortune to do it to be there and do that. So that's kind of, that, I guess that's kind of the, um, my foray into uh, how I got into MVO. And uh, I love that. You just have that in you. Like that sort of, see, I knew I liked you, Eliya. <laughs> it's you, you, you ha there's that spiritual kind of like cut from the same cloth thing mm. that I recognize. And you had the opportunity to do those things. Yeah. Mm. But not everyone given those opportunities can do those things or will do those things. So it says a lot about you and your tenacity to show up and to be there and putting in those hours. Like I, I just saw Rudy for the first time, like last year. Oh yeah. Incredible. You know, Sean asked if football want to yeah. go to Notre Dame, but yeah. everybody thinks about, you know, he gets to play in the end and everyone's like, we're not going unless he's going out wearing his Jersey kind of thing. But to me, the, the, the scene in that movie that sticks out the most is all the times he was on the field by himself practicing when they wouldn't let him on the team. Mm hmm. And I think about that from an acting perspective, that that's what acting actually is. It's all that time when you're by yourself, putting on the pads. There's no coach. There's nobody training with you. But you're doing it because this is who you are. Yeah. And I love even more because I just talked to Noshir like two weeks ago. We hung out for a little bit. And he's, he's giving me some advice. Amazing dude. And he was telling me, like, I was asking him about recommendations of people to train with. And he brought up Bill Holmes. And he said the same thing. It's like, he's very honest, hmm. brutally so sometimes. But I, I love hearing now even more so that it sounds like he kind of took you under his wing and like really trained you, did. which is, I think that's so cool. It says a lot it's, about both of it's you. It's so cool and it's so unique. Yeah, um, it's so rare. You don't get people that um, will go that extra mile for you. You get, you get a lot of people uh, ready to take your money. Totally. And throw you a couple of, and do this and don't do that. And, you know. Right. And he's got, um, you know, he's, uh, Bill Holmes has got a, a loud bark. Of course. <laughs> but but you, when you get past that, you realize he's got a tremendous heart. Yeah. Tremendous heart. And he really, he really cares in a way that most people don't care to bother themselves to do. And, yeah. Um, and um, I learned, I met a lot of great people just by being in that pr in proximity with him. No sheer being one of them, you know? Yeah. Learned a lot from that guy. And, yeah, how could you not? Uh, yeah, and, you know, like uh, E.K. Amadi, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Um, mm -hmm. he, um, he was kind of the kind of the generation before uh, ours. And the mm -hmm. one who was really like, if you can take what Bill Holmes is teaching and sit with it and work it at night. I mean, his, his saying, uh, E.K.'s saying is, because he's actually Nigerian. He was, he's from Nigeria. Cool. And I came up from when he was very young, but it's like for every minute of every hour of every day that you're not working on this craft, somebody else is. Yes. 
when you come up against them in competition, they will best you. Mm -hmm. They just put in the, the, the time, the effort. Yeah, they got more hours. And, I, I, you know, I was listening to your, your interview with um, Yuri. Oh, love Yuri. that guy so much. Um, amazing. Amazing. Guy. And so humble. I mean, just the, just the kind of person you not want to be around, you want to be like. Yeah, you know? 100%. He's so, he's so gifted and so hardworking and such so nice to be around. And, you know, his, his thing was do the work and, and um, stay in the game long enough so that it can work for you. Yep. And it was like, I mean, it's obviously easier said than done. <laughs> Always. But that's it. You know, he's like, if you could, if you could put it in a nut, in a nutshell, that would be it. You know, and I don't think anybody could say it or do it better than he's done it. But it would, you know, we got to meet some of these people by being in, uh, in Bill Holmes' um, sphere and his little universe of people. And um, you'd learn the people that have that dedication, have that drive, have the, um, the focus of, willpower to want to go oh man I hate, I hate this part of it i just want to be free yeah <laughs> I just want to be a voice actor and realize <laughs> how much of it how much of it is repetition how much of it is in the in the quiet of night instead of going off to the bars or going off to even though video games playing video games is technically uh, research mm -hmm. also need a lot of time in front of the microphone and any given um genre or modality to kind of really dial in, like, you know, commercials are very different from promo, um, very different from animation, different from interactive, different from, they're all, they're all, they, they're different enough that you kind of have to know um, where your voice sits inside that realm, that genre, the sub-genre. Mm -hmm. You don't know that unless you put in the time to know that. That's true. And have people around you that know what they're talking about to tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna like divine that out of a stone with a staff by yourself right. in the yeah. desert after forty days and forty nights. You need exactly. to have training. You need to have somebody 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 who knows who can tell mm -hmm. you that. And then you gotta put the pedal to the metal and apply apply that. Absolutely. Do you remember your first like professional VO gig? Yes, I do. Yeah? What was it? So I was being hip pocketed nice at the time. And um <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't sag or anything at mm -hmm. this point. I was just trying I was just trying to just trying to get in the door, right? I feel you. The doctor read me in on this. Um it was a, it was copy from Chrysler. Oh, sweet. Some car, you know, automotive thing. Da -da 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 -da. Chrysler. And uh um this agent came back and was like, hey, um, you booked it, but you're going to have to join the union. Nice. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh, great. Okay. Um, so I just tried to get the feelers out. Is this going to be something that pays enough to kind of help cover the costs of the news? Because that initial fee's a bitch. News are steep. And I knew I couldn't, I couldn't afford to pay them. I couldn't afford it. And the agent at the time was like, look, do you want this or not? Basically kind of Right. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 of course, of course I do. Of course I do. So I couldn't, I, of course, I didn't have the money to pay for that. And, um, and speaking of Bill Holmes, he said, I'll cover you, buddy. You got to pay me back, but I'll cover you. Oh. I mean, holy shit. I ended up getting it from my brother. He, he, um, he fronted me the cash, but yeah, but still, but holy shit. I mean, what a mentor. That's what that is. That's truly, more than a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, man. You called it. What a mentor. Beautiful. To this day. 
that's what I call him. He's my mentor. He's my first, he's my first mentor. Um, oh, love that so much. Yeah, man. So the job earned me all of $200. Nice. <laughs> I threw that in the pot towards the $3,500 or whatever it was to, uh-huh. to join the union. Um, but that was my first gig, man. And they just used the, um, they just used the audition. Dude. Like, well, just use the audition. And I was like, oh. Different? Uh, oh, yeah. And I didn't really, I mean, it's not like I had the experience to know, like, oh, of course, you're going to use just the, you know, it was <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Out the gate perfection. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that happens. Like, that happens 50% of the time? Or what, what are we talking here? Right, yeah. How easy I, is this? I didn't know. <laughs> um, come to find out that that's happened maybe once ever since <laughs> it doesn't really happen that often to me at least um but that was my first gig man my first gig was this automotive thing nice i mean 200 bucks but also the golden key into the club yeah you know I mean, the, the key, that big eligibility yeah like i guess a golden key on a string of yeah <laughs> a know? very expensive golden key <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's like once you get the once you get the agent, you're in. You're part of the. Oh yeah. Somebody light my cigar. You know, it, it's like. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was like okay, now it's time to start really working. Yeah, exactly. You're you in the. That. You're playing in the big leagues now. Yeah, yeah. You can't just you know like walk up to the plate and like kind of hungover from the night before, having just you know a huge chaw and you'd like just swing at it. It's like, I got to come into the game the best I can be. That means I got to rest mm-hmm. well. Obviously, if you know anything from this conversation, that's sleeping was not my strong point. <laughs> and, um, you know, trying to get the diet right, trying to just get to the point where you can give your best, your best possible read. And uh, right. it was all a pro. It's all a process. Like it, you know, you just kind of get better, a little bit better at each of these things, but it, but it doesn't get better unless you're working at it. That's true. Input output. It's got to be equal, pal. Input output. I like it. How'd you end up as Proto Angelo? <laughs> oh man, that was one of my earlier gigs too. And yeah. it's because I was doing um, a lot of mocap stuff at um, Rouge. Cool. And um, Mari, who she's she's so great. She was helping cast that project. Nice. They were looking for somebody who could do a big that big voice. Right. At the very beginning, I knew if, if I knew if I was good for anything, it was doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. You know, this huge board. That kind of yeah, like, fill it like out. Sustaining it for two hours, and so I did a, I did my my audition, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we wanna, we wanna hire you." And I was like, "Wow, cool!" And that was maybe the first, the first gig that I had where I was like, "This is really cool." I can, yeah. I, this is this is what I've been working for. This is what I wanted to be. He, he's kind of, he's not the, mo- he's not like a six dimensional character. Let's say <laughs> that's okay. But because how far can, how far can you go with the voice that, that does that? Right. But it but it was enough that that it wet my palate. You know? Sure. Showed what could be. Oh, this could be so much fun. I would I would do voices as a kid. Sure. And as a young man reading a book, a fantasy book or something, and be like, you know, I just would I would be compelled to do the voice. I am the Shade Bremen or whatever whatever the yeah. line. And just love doing it. I would make little 
I would make myself little mixtapes for my favorite movies or shows or animations and um, listen to them and then kind of do it back, you know, like a call and response sort of thing. And that helped me find uh, my voice inside someone else's voice. You know, some people I know have a different approach to that, but mine was, let me do in repetition somebody's voice, somebody's performance that I really liked, learn the cadence of that and then find what my cadence would be to bring that uh, to bring the, the life to that particular role or something like that, you know? Sure. That kind of a direction for me. Cause I was very, like I was saying, I had, I was a mimic from as a kid, I would, I would hear it and then play it back and then bring it the way I would bring it. You know, it's really all you can do. You know, you bring yourself to the thing. Like that's what separates you from everyone else. You're right. You're right. At the end of the day, that's it. That's what you bring. You bring is what you bring. And you can't give something you don't have. So, well, that's, know. that's very wise. Yeah, try, and trying to do that just sounds pushed and forced. Exactly. Mm. All that, all that learning had to be put somewhere. Eli, we found a spot for it right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. What all did you do on Days Gone? That was another one where um, I was hired for just kind of the quality of the voice because um, I was the Rippers. Yeah. The the, the people that uh, worship the the zombies like they're gods. Yeah. So yeah, you know they were. They're not, oh, they had the real like crazy um, Mad Max kind of, yeah. you know, sort of thing. Because um, I, I realized like uh, my voice from probably all the the work in the band and mm -hmm. um, could would do the like wild stuff, which is why coming to commercial copy, you know, and being able to talk just like this and very right <laughs> Intel personal and <laughs> was not really on my palate at that time, right. <laughs> doing that kind of stuff was but that was a very perhaps the most vocally stressful session that, those are those were really hard it checks out because we, you, they'd also, they also wanted that like really like that kind of and yeah that, that stuff Ooh, that stuff that stuff really tends to rip up my chords as i've come to find <laughs> but i mean there was you know that's kind of when jim peary got onto my radar oh love that guy Oh, cool. That guy is so cool. If the I could coolest. Die, come back with anybody's voice, it would be right. It's just so cool. For real. Agreed. Another guy that's just so, so nice. I love him. So, so talented. So nice. We have, we have Colorado in common. Mm -hmm. yep. I remember, you know, I remember coming up and I remember when Hamlet was being done there. Oh and, yeah. You know, when you guys were talking about that and uh, I have yet actually to talk about that with Jim. So that reminds me. Dude, bring it up. Yeah, it's like, like we we you know we share that part in common, and also we share in common our father kind of wanting something else for us. Sure, but the arts acting was more um, more the calling, and having to kind of find that within within ourselves to have the courage to follow it. I guess. Mm hmm. And you also share being guests on this show. Look at this. Yeah, it's my, <laughs> pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yeah, you got all three. And then I know you went on to work on Borderlands 3 with Nosh, and you know Amy Sturdivant. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you know her? I do. She's been on the show. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's great. Small, oh. small world. I love I love Amy. She's so cool. Incredible. A stunt woman with the last name Sturdy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and she is. She yeah. is. Yeah. Um, the stuff that I – mean, th this was um, motion capture work. Cool. I was doing Zane. She Amazing. was doing um, Moz, I think. And um, 
it was a, it was so cool to get to work with her. Tekla was also part of the team then. Richard Dorton. Cool. Um, that was, I mean, that was. What a crew. Yeah, mocap was a thing. That I was like, oh, that is, that's, that's it. You found it. It. Brought, it brought in everything, you know, from my childhood and my all my interests and being physical, you know. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Love it. Love it so much. Was it different than you expected or did you go on without expectations? Because it is a different medium. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I did have some some theater background. So, mm -hmm. and it's very similar to that kind of black box in the round sort of feel. Right. But it was it was more different in, in so far that I also had to do the same thing as commercial and calm it down. Sure. Focus the energy into just the performance. So it's not kind of so wild. It is a different modality, just like, you know, just like on camera to theater to. Oh, yes. Performance capture. It's it's a different um, voiceover. Mm -hmm. And then all the little things, in, you know, all the subgenres in between there too. It's the same thing, just understanding what is the project and how can I best serve the story? Yeah. I've always kind of described it as like, it's all acting, right? So I, I view it as kind of like painting. Whereas like I come from on camera. So on camera is like painting with acrylics, but voiceover is painting with watercolor. Oh, nice. Like it's still painting, but it, it could not be any more different in the application. That's great, man. That's really you know? great. Yeah, I'm going to take that. That's By really all means. I got to, it's got to be worth something. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make sense of it all. You're right. It's it's all painting, but it but the brush behaves differently with the di that different. Um, exactly. Different quality of movement and the way the light hits it and. What, what, what canvas you're using. Exactly. Straight up paint texture. So different, but it's all painting. It's all art. Extrapolate that to charcoal and pastels and mm -hmm. graphite. And it, it's, your, it's the same fine motor movement kind of thing. But yeah, that's, that's, a great, that's a great analogy, man. That's really good. I'm here for you. Spe speaking of different things that are like similar medium, but different genres, going from like Borderlands 3 to how'd you end up on Love, Death, and Robots? Oh, same thing, man. It was, um, I was working with, uh, Darren Ross. Oh, love that guy too. Yeah, I was listening to your interview with him. He's the best. He was at Blur at that time. He's, he's, he's great, man. I've learned so much from Darren. The master. Speaking of, um, we're just saying, how can I best serve the story? Maybe the number one thing I have taken from him is, um, to be of service. Yeah. That from um, his mentor. Uh-huh. Mac. Yep. You know, how can you be of service? So, yeah, that was, um, that was really fun. We, you know, I got to, um, work with Ross, Ross Constant as well. Oh, another great guy. Wow. Yeah, we he, have a lot of mutual friends. I know, man. I mean, <laughs> when you asked me, I was flipping through, I was like, oh dude. And I was already listening to your podcast. So I was like, I would, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, but then, you know, I get to, you, you get to surround yourself with, with, um, people who are just really, really good at what they do. Yeah. And see and watch that. And then see how, how kind and gentle and humble they are as people. It's, it's, it's such a breath of uh, fresh air. It's such a great feeling to be like, oh, thank God you're not an asshole. I know. Sheesh. You're just really cool. You're just so cool to hang around with. And what a, how lucky am I? Right. To see how talented you are. And then in, in the in-between times that we have together, be able to just really enjoy this time together. God, man, it's, it's, um. It's a gift. It come full circle. Circle, yeah. Like what we were saying, it's surrounding yourself with, with the people that are 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 good natured people. It makes it, it makes life worth living. For real, it's ah, I just love it. I never get tired of it. It's like this, just just this gift. It's what it is. It is a gift to experience oh. any of that. 
Yeah. Do you, because you're, you're training with Bill Holmes. You're learning all these things. But I imagine it's got to feel a little different. Like, you're working on Carcier. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous? Because it's it's his thing, and you're you're playing in it now. Yeah. Like, was you know, is there like a your mentor gave you a sword this time and said, "Hey, we're going to war." Yeah, the short, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a sword. Now get out of the field. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna play a cool guy. Good luck. Yeah. 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 Yes, I was. I mean, he he told me that he had me in mind for that character because cool. of. Um, because of how, you know, because of how his character was. And I didn't know, I didn't yet know how much of an honor that was going to be. Sure. Because I didn't know the story. I didn't know. He's like, hey, are you interested? I'm like, yeah, right. yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> he goes, well, okay, you're going to have to audition for it, though. Cool. I'm like, okay, of course, of course. I'm not just expecting you to, you know, you want this to be the best it can be. This is how, this is how it works. You know? Right. In some ways, it's better because you've earned it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know that you're right for it. Yes. And there, And you don't have to, like, be, be be a round peg that gets squished into a, a square hole or whatever. However right. So I went in there and and um his business partner Shane Shane Salk who mm-hmm. uh, also a, a fabulously wonderful person smart as shit and talented as as anybody. Love it. Um, they just make a powerhouse team and they're putting this together. So when they asked me to do it and then they cast me, I was like, you know, it was great. Now I've been more um, nervous on other projects. Mm-hmm. Because I, d- I don't know, you know, how they're going to run the session, who, how they like to work. I knew exactly how the doctor. Ah, sure. I mean, I've done improv with him by this point. I spent time around his family. I know, I know how he is. I know how he likes to work. He knows how I am. So going into it, there was a lot less, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And more like, okay, all right. And thanks for the sword. Let's go swing it. Right. You knew the landscape. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It was that project is perhaps the most fun I've ever had on a project to date. That yeah. that character was so rich and had so much dimension. Yeah. Oh man, I just that was something I could really really sink my teeth into. And yeah. I was about, I was just about to say something but I'm not going to because it would be a spoiler alert in case anybody Right. <laughs> but it was a great great experience and I hope um I hope I get to have another one of those sometime in my lifetime. I can see it. I see it as, as an inevitability. You're out here killing it. Well, thanks, man. As you know, it doesn't always mean you're going to get the role that you're hoping for. I mean, it's it's that back to that roll of the die. You know, you just mm-hmm. hope that you what you're doing is going to merge and align with a project in just the right way at just the right time. Because it could be out there and you're busy doing something else, you know. That's um, true. Timing's a huge part of it. So, yeah, uh, here's to... Um, Here's to hoping. I, w- I've, I would have I would have raised a glass of whiskey since I know you're Irish and Scottish. Well, I didn't prepare well enough. Right. With, with that being said, I've, I've talked to almost 200 people, and I have found a common denominator is luck really is preparation meets opportunity. Mm. And you're out here doing the work, man. I see it as only a matter of time. Thank you, brother. I mean, the same could be said exactly for you. Oh, it's good. I'm going to make it. Just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the salt. Salt's good that's, too. That's right. That's right. How how difficult is it doing uh like a dub for a foreign language thing like Full Metal mm. Alchemist? Because mm. it sounds like ADR, but even worse. Because ADR is tough. Yeah. Yes. It's I really. Don't like tough. It. 
Because you're, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that are really talented actors that don't, that hate it because yeah. you're, because you're so confined. Yeah. Um, I, however, love it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, it's like karaoke to me. Interesting. You I have, like that. You have a, you have a set cadence. Mm -hmm. You have a set time to deliver a set melody. But your performance is what makes it unique to to you and to that character in that moment in that time. Oh. And so, like when it's a when it's a, like in a um, a different language and a different genre, and um, yeah, it can get very like you got very little to work with. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, seconds. You don't have, yeah, uh, milliseconds. Split seconds. You, there's just no time and space. Yeah. Because you're you're. Matching flaps, you know? Yeah. And not one-to-one -one, because it's a different language. Exactly. Cool. So you gotta, you got to be like, what is being said here? Yep. You know, what's the scene, what's being said in the scene, what's being said in this particular phrasing or this set of words here, how can you land that melody just in the way that needs to build the scene, the story as a whole? For me, that's a, a really gratifying and fulfilling um, artistic endeavor. I like that. Yeah. How did you end up at Dean Panaro's Talent? Oh, so um, I was at Vox. Cool. And um, Emily used to work over at Vox, and I was taking a class with Chris Zimmerman Salter. Nice. And this is right kind of when Dean was splitting off on his own. Right. And she was out kind of um, looking for potential new clients. Get it. I've been with um I've been with Fox for you know three or four years by that point, mm -hmm. and had like it had landed some some gigs that made me feel like I can do this you know yeah. like national commercial for for Google I was like oh wow I can maybe I can do this and I could say uh, yes yeah maybe yeah maybe maybe I maybe I'm okay at this you know because for for years I just was like I fucking suck I suck yeah. <laughs> you know? um. So I took a, I took a meeting with him and we talked about hey how's it looking uh, what do you what are you looking for what is it what am I looking for what do I bring to the table um, and what I liked uh, at the time was he was kind of had this boutique agency feel yeah uh, but still playing with the big dogs yeah and I knew that he represented you know some some of my favorite artists mm -hmm. a good handful a good handful of others and um, I was like you know if I I feel like maybe if I get in now at this time, I'll be kind of at the ground level and, and uh, we'll build with him. I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah. He's hungry. Love it. Let's go hunting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's that was in um, at the end of 2018. And uh, so we went through the pandemic together and get it. Did the whole, all the weirdness and. Yep. You're bonded now. Yeah, forever blood bonded, whether we <laughs> yeah. like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're in good company. I mean, Dean is just as a person. He cares. He wants the best for you. He he shows up when it's important. You know, he makes cool. the time. Um, he's not like he's not behind this. You know, wall of oh, I can't. Uh, I'm too, I'm too busy. Kind of thing. Like you know, sure. With, with um in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I I've I've only I only have good things to say about Dean. He's been uh, just as a person. I've heard him, you know, just bear witness to concern over other people on his on his roster about really concerned about their well-being. 
You know, I've seen him toil about, oh, you know, I really hope that she's doing okay. Or And it's not just lip service. You can tell when somebody's yeah. being real, you know, being, being authentic. That's cool. If you could, like at this point, because obviously things change all the time, do you have a dream role in mind? <clears throat> or like a type that you're like, this is, if I could do this. This would be the the feather in the cap, as it were. Yes, and I um I I'm so thankful to be able to say I I just got to record that at the end of last year. Did you? Ah, oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was I just I I almost really was a puddle of tears because I loved it so much. I can't obviously I can't talk about it. Yeah, of course, it. of course. But I played the shit out of that game and I loved it. And you know, I was just back to me spending time with my uncle. His brother, my other uncle, really got us into video games because my family was not about that. They were very religious, very conservative. So my uncle kind of snuck under the door, like the Atari and then you know, the Commodore 64 and then a, a Mac and then... Yeah. And no, and you know, all, working it all the way up, it engendered this love of video games as a, as a vehicle to tell a story. And I've, I fell in love with it then very young and being able to kind of participate in What's increasingly becoming more, you know, cinematic. Video games becoming more cinematic. Yeah. It's a just, it's, um, it's a wild dream come true to give, give a voice and breathe life and vitality into a character that I, that I, I, I feel like I was right for. Yeah. My temperament, my, my tone, you know, you know, you're not right for everything. That's true. You can't do everything. Some, some people do things better than others and that's ideally why they're doing that. that. Yep. So this one was just right. And, uh, I was like, oh, I, it was, a, it was satisfying in a way that hasn't happened yet. And I guess it's been, it's been 11 years Dude. since I started with uh, the doctor. My first class with the doctor was 2012. Incredible. You know, they say it takes about 10 years mm -hmm. for an overnight success. Probably, yeah. Mine's <laughs> probably closer to 20. <laughs> <laughs> but as we said before, at the beginning, I'm a, I'm a slow learner. Same, yeah. same. It comes when it comes, man. And just keeping at it. I guess for me, the most essential part was I loved this shit enough to put up with the shit. Yeah. I, I loved the moments um, behind the mic, in front of the mic, to deal with all the other stuff you got to do, you know? Mm -hmm. just, um, enjoy that ride enough to kind of float me through the rough times. Yeah. Which there still are. Like, I'm not a Totally. And there's going to be more, and I don't even know when. You That's know, life. Yeah, yeah, it's life. It's what, what did John Lennon say? Life is what happens while you're planning on something else. That's a fact. Yeah. So, but but just loving it enough to be like, you know, come what may, mm -hmm. I love this enough that it's that um, it's all going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And just like that, Elia, we've been talking for over an hour and a half. You survived. Holy cow, man! Oh, dude, I knew I was going to survive. I I feel I have a feeling that. <laughs> If you left the two of us alone with a bottle of whiskey, it, right? <laughs> it would go a lot further than an hour and a half. I know. <laughs> Dude, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Genuinely, oh, it means a lot to me. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you for having me on. So before I release you back into the wild, I got to ask, where can people find you online? Where can they find your stuff? Talk to me. Oh, yeah. Um, it pretty much is everything is, um, is my name, Eli Mountjoy. E-L-I-A-H. M-O-U-N-T-J-O-Y. That's that's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's the Facebook. I don't. I'm not really on the um, the TikToks. Right. Right. Yeah. Probably I, best. I, I well, I know that's 
in terms of it being Chinese spyware, since we're still wearing <laughs> tinfoil hats. Yeah. But, but uh, I don't know. Eventually, it might have to. You know, you know how it's part of the part of being an artist is is promotion and marketing. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> I'm not the best with social media, anyways. Same. So adding another thing on top of it, I'm just like, oh, no, mm-hmm. man, I I'm like, I hope you like pugs. <laughs> I mean, it, dude, at least you have that. That's great. Like, yeah. yeah, who doesn't like punks? What, what are you, some kind of an asshole? Exactly. Like, look what I was in again. No, look at me over here. No, look at me. No, look at me over here. It's that's when I'm like, okay, that's 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 enough. Like, so yeah. with the, but it, you also kind of got to do it to a certain degree because yeah, casting will go and look and be like, what? Okay, what? Oh, okay, this person's done a thing. Okay, all right, you know, um, let's call him back in or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't so be it, a secret and successful at the same time. Yeah, nice, nicely said. I hate so, it. <laughs> so I, I'll dip in and out every every now and again, but I'm also, to be frank, I'm a little more concerned with living than. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, dude. See, and hey, Eli Mountjoy, see that name comes in handy for the SEO. Boom. Yeah, I guess because it's there's not too many out there, huh? That's right. And if there are, you have to kill them and become the one. <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> I nice. love it, Eli. You're the best. Brian, you're the best. Thank you. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at brianbalance.com. There you'll find my demos, short films, and a bunch of other really fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to pick you up some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases of the show, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Daryl, Daz, Ben, and Chris. Your support means so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.